This is the EVP Podcast. Who's ready for some laughs? I'm ready. Hold on. I want to try something. Okay. Wait, are you going to say, what, what are we talking about? What's laughing? What? Where are the laughs at? <laughs> where are the laughs at? In my pants. Hold on. Okay, ready? Tell me, where are the laughs at? The, the comedy, comedy store. store. I'm playing awesome. with features on the, <laughs> on the, the mixer. <laughs> Yay. That was so scary. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> that was awesome. I thought that was awesome. I'm excited about this episode because I'm a fan of stand-up comedy. No, you're not. I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy. We all hate comedy. That's why we do a comedy podcast about the paranormal. About the paranormal. Inappropriately. I'm a big fan of the comedy store. Even though I've never been, I want to go to the comedy store. Should we store. go? I would love to go. To see a show or investigate? Both. Wouldn't it be awesome to Can do a show? Can we investigate during a show? No, no probably not. Be... Can we perform? Like do stand-up? Yeah. Let me hear some of your jokes. I don't have any. Uh, <laughs> fail. Right now. I don't have, I didn't write material for the episode. You know I wing it. True that. True that. So I'm a big fan of stand-up comedy. Who's your favorite stand-up comedian? Ooh. That you've seen in person. That you've seen. That before. I've seen in person. One of my favorites. Oh, gosh. All right, this is going to... Uh, Ghosty. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Oh, Dave Chappelle's good. how easy that was? Well, <laughs> Dave Chappelle's good. Because of this episode, I almost wanted to say Polly Shore. Why? What they're, does Polly Shore have to do with the comedy store? <laughs> You'll find out as you listen in. You know, I've actually seen him live. He's hilarious. Uh, he was drunk, and he kept walking by the, the microphone and it, or the speaker, and it kept giving feedback, and it was scaring him every time. That's funny. You know, I've seen a lot of famous people live. So I've seen Pauly Shore. I think he was my first famous. Well, the best thing, as you read all these lists off, just people pay attention because all these people he's going to say are all big fans of the podcast. They are. So Pauly Shore. <laughs> yes. Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. I've seen uh, Gabriel Iglesias. I have seen Ron White. Ah. And probably my favorite comedian duo that I have seen, and this is right after he got out of prison for smoking the weed, Tommy Chong and his wife. <laughs> his wife? His yeah, wife. They, they oh. She didn't get arrested, but she was there. They, Those two work really well together as oh, a comedy Oh, I didn't know team. that. Okay. Oh, it was mm-hmm. probably, I mean, Ron White was hilarious. He yeah. stopped the show, walked off stage to get another bowl of ice for a scotch. Oh, you nice. know, Fluffy said he was going to kick somebody out for being disruptive during the show. Oh. Um, like I said, Polly Shore was drunk and kept scaring himself with the feedback. Um, they they were all great, but hands down, I think my favorite was Tommy Chong and his wife. And my, mine's Dave Chappelle as well. But Polly Shore did a really good show. But it was because it's nostalgia mixed in. So I'm a big fan of nostalgia. So that was mixed into the comedy. So I, I like that a lot. So I think it's great that I've seen Polly Shore. Polly Shore, um, you know, I don't know... And I think it was recently where he, he does events there now, but I don't think he ever really performed there at the comedy store. Uh, yeah, I don't But there's a reason oh. for that. Why is that? <clears throat> I think he did some open mic nights because his parents owned it. <coughs> his parents owned the comedy store. So that's that's pretty cool. And I like I love to go because I've heard nothing but great things. I listen to a lot of podcasts of comedians and they all talk about the comedy store. Nothing but great things, except for the time they had a they tried to died. unionized. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so she wasn't she wasn't paying them. Mitzi, the owner. So let's get into some background. Okay, so the comedy store is in West Hollywood, California, Los Angeles. It was a couple businesses before they took over as comedy store, but it's been the comedy store since 1972. But for a time, from 1940 to 1957, it was named Ciros. It was a little hot spot. People like. Marilyn Monroe, Old Blue Eyes, uh, Dean Martin would frequent the location. So when you hear names like those, you automatically think, oh, who's kind of running this show? I don't know who the owner of it was, but it was a front. And it was funded by Bugsy Siegel. Was that William guy? Yeah, I don't know who he is. I don't know either. <laughs> but it was funded. Probably a fake, a fake name. It was a real person, but yeah, probably there were some thumbs on him, I'm sure. So it was, fun, it, was, it was financially funded by Bugsy Siegel, notorious mob boss, and also the uh, Cosa Nostra crime syndicate family. So gives you a little history of what was going on back there. Lots Legal of stories. activity in California? No way. I'll just say basements, cement, you know, put it together. 
There was also that's how they build houses and yeah, <laughs> foundations, basements, and cement. They put them together <laughs> with bones and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also a story of a lady named Ellen who was employed there. She was a nurse. She was famous for doing her illegal abortions down in the basement as well. Backdoor abortions. Yeah. So you've got mobsters who were married, but also had their goombas as well. And one story is, is while she was doing an abortion, she botched it, killed one of the employees, one of the waitresses there, or showgirls, who was one of the girlfriends of the mobsters, so they killed Ellen the nurse. Bye-bye, Ellen. Little story there. There was also a story of a hitman, or bodyguard, a lot of different names for him, and he went by Gus. That wasn't his name, but he went by Gus. He was known as Gus. And he did something that they didn't like, and he was assassinated. There, I don't know if like another crime family killed him. That I didn't really know. Yeah, they didn't go From what I heard is that, that they had little holes in the ceiling there and in the walls, in the walls. And, and that was to snipe. Yeah. So they had him walking in there like nothing was nothing was wrong because he worked there. Yeah. So he was walking up. They they called him in, and he was walking in there. And as he walked in, legend legend be told. <laughs> so I don't know what snipe. happened. I don't know what he did. Where. So it sounds like it was an inside job then. He died. So I don't know what happened. There's also <laughs> another, he was like the manager, He was, but he was a crime boss as well. And they said, hey, go upstairs, he wants to see you. That was no, never a, a good sign. You never come out. Yeah. So, yeah said that, like, but he had holes in the walls. He just would, as you're coming up the stairs, because you think it might happen while you're in the room, right? No, it was on your way up the stairs. You know those cartoons or those old shows where it's like a painting and then the little thing moves <laughs> out from the like eyeball? Eye, yeah. And then, the, and then like a silencer comes <laughs> out. Uh-huh. Where do you yeah. think they got the idea from? Yeah, real life. Yeah, <laughs> real life mob shit. Art, this is real. art, Im- art imitating. Costa Nostra. Yes, art yes. imitating life. Yes. Life so, uh, with with the uh, with Cirrus, it closed down in 1957. In 1972, it was purchased by uh, two people. One of those people was Sammy Shore. He was married at the time to Mitzi Shore. They had a divorce, and what do you call him? And they had a Corn weasel. Battles. They had a weasel. <laughs> had a weasel at some point. <laughs> He was four years old. Little weasel. <laughs> he was four years old. When he so in it. in the custody battle, whatever, whatever you want to call it, yeah, she took full ownership in 1973. The custody, the great custody battle of, of, of the, the comedy, comedy store. store. Yeah, it was. Who cares about Paul? <laughs> we Mitzi want the comedy, got the comedy store. store and the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> so she took ownership of it, and and I've heard good things of her as a business person, and like she was very. Like she's a very direct person. Yeah, her but the husband, the the other dude, sure, Sammy, Sammy, him and the the other comedian he opened up the comedy store with uh, originally. Uh, very funny people, right? Yeah, but they were stupid when it came to running a business, exactly. and the, it started failing. Yeah, and I think it was probably a good move on his part to let Mitzi take it over because yes. she had the business sense. Right. She she, she was like all about profits. And yeah, they profited everything to the point where <laughs> didn't to the point the where they were ripping comedians. off the comedians. Because she was, so she wasn't paying the comedians. Basically saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're the top comedy show. You coming here and being a headliner or being an opening act will give you that recognition to go to other things, to go She's, to other comedy stores or movies. Yo, this is your it. marketing. She's yeah, totally you're marketing like, yourself here on my stage. She's totally like the OG Instagram influencer. Right? Like, let's collaborate. Yeah, let's collaborate." <laughs> You you work, you do, do all the you work. Do the show, I'll take the money, which brings in the customers, and then you get the notoriety of performing at the comedy store <laughs> for other doors open for you. Yeah, well, comedians struggled, and we'll hear more stories about those comedians struggled. But one one story is they did a they were doing picketing. What do you, what do you call that? A strike. Yeah, strike. Strike. They wanted to be unionized. They were trying to be unionized, so they can't really strike for yet. six weeks. They picketed the comedy store. Right. And so one, one People comedian. People like Jay Leno. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some of those old pictures of those guys in their bell bottoms. And, and Gary Shandling. Big, big collars. Gary Shandling, he was a scab, though. He and went across the line. One comedian. Oh, no. What was his name, the one comedian? He, he, he was like, I'm going to make a stance wow. here. I'm going to show you guys. And he wrote a letter, a suicide letter. Went to the building adjacent to to the comedy store, and was his, his plan was to jump onto the roof of the comedy store with a suicide letter, just saying, "Hey, we need to get paid. <laughs> you, you need to pay the comedians." My name. He said his name, which we don't know his name. It's Bob. I have no idea. Um, I'll say Steve uh, something. 
And then it literally just said, I worked at the comedy store. Yeah, I worked at the, I worked at the comedy store. He missed the roof, by the way, and and lightly landed in the parking lot instead. Lightly landed with his face. <laughs> in front of, in, right by the main entrance. So, uh, anyway, just setting the background. What could be happening here? What causes a comedy store to be haunted? Because you think, oh, it's a comedy show. There's going to be a lot of good energy around there. But the background of it is a little... A little darker. So let's get into some stories. One story I heard, and these are from comedians, was from Bobby Lee. You might know him. You might know Bobby Lee from such shows as Mad TV. Hilarious. That's about it. Yeah, he's done a couple things here and there. He's got a pretty funny podcast I've heard with, well, he even his fiance broke up. but And her, she's a smoke show. I don't know if you saw Bobby Lee's fiance. Well, mm-hmm. former fiance. Yeah, you'd wonder, why are they together? Because he's funny. Funny guys get the girls. <laughs> you say that with anybody that you see with Pete Davidson. There you go. There you go. So anyway, he told a story where he thinks he saw Gus, the hitman, on two different occasions. One occasion, he was with another comedian, and they decided... And this other comedian was also on Mad TV. Anyway, they were Joey doing... Johnny Silva. Johnny Silva? Joey Silva. I Joey think. Silva? I could be wrong. I think it is. I think you're wrong. <laughs> and they did, they did a show at the comedy store. They said, hey, let's go to another club and do a performance there anyway they go there they come back they get back around four in the morning they come back to the comedy store to get their car they're talking in the parking lot bobby lee looks up in the window and sees someone's face again it's four in the morning it's empty he sees someone's face in a top hat face and hands against the glass looking at them bobby lee sees it he looks back at the other comedian they look at each other like what the hell is that they look back up and it's gone he thinks that's Gus. Another story is he's in the, the main room. He's just kind of playing on the piano, just kind of goofing around on the piano. He sees someone at the end of the hall. It's at four in the morning. Yeah. It's also at four in the morning. He sees morning. someone at the end of the hall, and they're wearing a yellow suit and a top hat. He freaks out. He runs out the door, gets his nerves calmed down, comes back in. No, no one's inside. He also thinks that's the second time that he saw Gus. In there, wearing a yellow jacket and a top hat. Mm-hmm. When I heard yeah. that, I'm like, "Oh, so Curious George's guy is <laughs> haunting the comedy store." The man in the yellow hat. Man in the yellow hat. <laughs> that's good. The man in the yellow hats. So that's who we saw. Uh, Bobby Lee shared another story where, oh gosh, I forgot this guy's name now. There's a lot of comedians, and now I'm forgetting their all their names. They're all coming together. The one that had the um, rotting teeth. Look, Le- Le- Lebove. Carl. Carl Lebove. Carl LeBove was best friends with Sam Kinison. You know Sam Kinison from his loud shouting. That's, yes. That was his shtick. So these guys, again, comedians on the road, they're poor, right? They're not getting paid, so they're kind of poor. But they performed a lot at the comedy store, you know, quid pro quo, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> and they would sneak in after everything shut down. They would sneak in and sleep on the stage. And so, because they had nowhere else to stay, so uh, so Carl and Sam sleeping on the stage, and Carl's telling the story to Bobby Lee, where he wakes up, Sam Kennison is levitating by his leg, by his foot, upside down, about three feet off the floor. So, four. yeah, three to four feet off the floor, but that means his legs are even higher, probably. You think he's upside like down? This. That's what he says, but by the foot, upside down. Yeah, that's what they said. He's a short guy, so it's probably not much. Yeah, Sam Kinison wasn't wasn't very tall. And he was like, what the hell? And then he dropped on his back, and Sam woke up from that. But but Carl LeBeau said Sam Kinison was held up by his feet, upside down, levitating, and then dropped on his back. Pretty, Pretty crazy story. That's pretty crazy. So, So Carl was good friends with Bobby and Sam and told Bobby this story. And then, uh, Ghost, you've got a story as well about Sam Kinison, potentially. Well, yeah. So, Joey Diaz, another comedian who worked there as a doorman, he... He worked there, too? Yeah, he was working Mm -hmm. there. And he thought he he saw Sam Kinison. So, Sam Kinison already died. And uh, while he was working there, he said there was a comedian on stage, and he was outside the... in the hallway... And he didn't want to go in. He wanted to go in, but didn't because he knew Mitzi was out this one booth that she's always in and didn't want to make a interrupt. Interrupt, her. yeah. Because she, so, was, she was hard nosed. So. 
You yeah, want so you don't he stayed. He stayed out there in the hallway watching the watching the stage from the hall, and he said up up above there was a room called the belly room, and the light from the belly room kept getting blocked. Why was it called the belly room? Because back in the day, <laughs> when the mobsters were there, up up in that room was where they would bring the belly dancers, <laughs> and who knows what the belly dancers would do up in there? But they would touch stuff. They would wiggle. Mm. Shake, <laughs> so, shake, shake. So uh, that's why it's called the belly room. So anyways, the light coming from the belly room kept getting black, blocked out. Like a shadow, maybe. Like something, yeah, something was blocking it. So he said he kind of stepped back and looked up there, and bef- like he saw a person, and before he can make out the features of their face, all he said was they, were, they had a cape and a top hat, and they pulled the cape over their face and went into the belly room. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he said that was the first time he... He knew he saw a ghost. And, uh, yeah, he said he freaked him out from that. And so, you know, when I, when I hear that story, Sam Kinison was, was known for wearing, uh, like, a peacoat. So it, it could have easily been not a cape, but maybe, like, a peacoat. But he, when Bobby Lee heard that, Bobby Lee told him, no, that was Gus. Yeah. Well, he Bobby saw the Lee's, top hat. Bobby Lee's convinced that Gus is the only spirit at. Oh, yeah. that's true. Well, the top hat, maybe. I mean, the top hat. Spirit. Sam Kinson also wore a hat a lot of times. But his hat was like a beret. Right, he right. was wearing a beret. This top hat, I mean, I... You can't see this top hat. You didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this top hat here had... This top hat, I don't know if you... Had know, a feather. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen it. <laughs> it was yellow. <laughs> and who knows if it was even yellow. Maybe Curious when Bobby monkey. Lee saw it, like, he could have saw, you know, distorted colors. Well, or he something. didn't say the hat was yellow. Bobby Lee said it was the guy was wearing, like, a yellow trench yeah. coat. Mm. Beakers wants to really include Curious George mm-hmm. in the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. And Joy Diaz has some more stories. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, he had that story about uh, the the one uh, Princess Cory. Cory. So with Princess Cory, she said she was uh, she was a coordinator of some kind there and needed some sleep. So she she went and passed out and was sleeping at a booth. And woke up to loud ballroom music playing. So she opened her eyes and got up. And there was a whole room full of people dressed up in top hats and dresses and dancing. Right. Isn't that crazy? And she freaked out and ran out. Set off the alarms and everything. Yeah, the police came and everything. Yeah, and the police came and, and checked it out. And she was like... Probably like, I'm not going in there. There's a yeah. whole room of ballroom dancers. <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> yeah, in fact, in fact, Bobby Lee says once his, if he performs there, as soon as he's done, he's gone. He doesn't stick around. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like, stick out. after midnight. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. A whole room of ballroom dancers. Is that like Ghost. a haunted mansion? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty interesting story. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's another story with Jay Moore. He's an actor and comedian. So Jay Moore, he was doing a stand-up show there. He was up in front of everybody. He was performing. And then at some point, he notices no one's laughing. And he's looking at them, and they just seem like they're frozen, like they're a painting. They're just staring at him. And he's, he's doing his act, and he's wondering, how much longer can I keep going with no one reacting? And he feels like he's like in another dimension. Like it's just so odd. He finally just screams, get lost, ghost, as loud as he can. And then, boom, everyone seems to unfreeze and just starts laughing hysterically. And he, he was just, in fact, this was an interview he did with Ghost Adventures with Zach. And he said, dude, man, man to man, it was, they were just like frozen. That's, that's pretty interesting. Can you imagine just being on a stage, performing in front of, you know, 100 people. And they just are staring at you, blank-faced. And you're trying to do a stand-up show. And you realize, this is, this is not right. Something's unusual here. Like, I'm I mean, have to start like, having vertigo. Yeah, yeah. And he just screams. And then it just unfreezes and they're laughing the whole room just erupts that'd be so weird you know they were probably laughing the whole time maybe he had a stroke and and they were laughing at him having a stroke that's mean (laughs) y'all are fucked up he snapped out of it after (laughs) after his face was drooping on one side (laughs) oh jeez uh and there's a few other uh Staff stories. So, Dave, why don't you do some of the, the staff stories? A couple, a couple there, and we'll get into some all right juicy ones. Um, we'll ramp up. So, one person said we that they saw <laughs> saw an apparition twice, uh, and that they were wearing like a duster, cowboy duster, uh, like a cowboy duster. Um, that was one person, and then there was another comedian who 
a lot of people actually witnessed this. It was for some reason I, I found no one's saying the person's name. I don't know if because yeah. there, it was settled. Maybe because it was settled and they can't mention it. Because yeah. they say their name, they'll probably ask. And if they say something, right. that incriminates them. Yeah. So a lot of people, they they they've witnessed this, but they can't say the person's name. Yeah. So this comedian uh, got lifted up and slammed into the ceiling and dropped while people are watching. While people watched this and ended up having to get surgery to because the spine got messed up. Jeez. So this person just, I don't know if they were on stage. They didn't really say if they were performing. They just said they're at the comedy store and just got thrown up at the ceiling and dropped. That's nuts. Now, it's like. And Bobby Lee thinks that was also Gus. Well, I don't think that's Gus. Bobby no. Lee thinks it's all Gus. He I know. Yeah. Gus I, is the only one there. Um, I think whatever it was that was, lift, that was holding Sam Kinison, uh, if, ah. if nobody would have seen that and stopped it, who knows that could have went even higher. Oh, and dropped on his head yeah. on the stage. They're trying to kill him. They're sick of this his, his loud up. ass yeah. yelling. Because I know I would have been like, this guy gots to go. <laughs> yeah, his, his ex good for a, a short time. <laughs> that's so, okay. Oh, so, when Ghost is a ghost, he wants to kill people? No, I'm just saying I just understand that ghost. <laughs> <laughs> feelings towards Sam. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I mean, if that I understand goes, why he it, wanted like, to, it makes sense. <laughs> That's nuts because they did say it wasn't like a like a tall ceiling, but still, you know, to get slammed up into the ceiling. Wasn't he up in like the belly room or something? I don't remember where it was at. Or upstairs, where the person got slammed, or where Sam Kinison got slammed. Yeah, I don't know where what room that was in. Let's pretend it's the belly room. Okay. Okay. That's a, a fancy. Don't quote a... us on that. <laughs> we don't want to give misinformation, but it was the belly room. Maybe. All right. And then Beaker, you got some pretty good staff stories. There was, I mean, there's a there's a staff member that wrote a whole book about it. Yeah, it's like Haunted Hollywood or something like that. I think is the name of the book. What was her, what was her role there? Do you oh, know? she was a waitress. She was a waitress. Okay. So uh, her name. And most of these stories are from like <laughs> wait wait the staff like waitress staff or serving staff, isn't it? Yeah, most of the book. So so most of the book um, tells some of the stories of like some of the former. Because they're the ones that were staying out late at night after everyone left. They're the ones cleaning up the place, right? Getting ready for the next day show. Yeah. So they're there till probably four or five in the morning as well. Yeah. So her name was Lori Jacobson, a former waitress there at the comedy store. She wrote the book. It was called Hollywood Haunted. That's okay. what it was called. Um, and she claims that, you know, the, the place was haunted from the basement all the way up to the rafters. Like the whole building just haunted. Right. So some of the stories that she had was some of the waitresses. They would set up the, the main showroom. They put out the tablecloths. They put out the candles, the ashtrays on every table. And they would do this about an hour before customers start to arrive. Uh, they would leave to go do other stuff. They'd come back, and all the tablecloths would be put back, folded, uh, and restacked. The ashtrays would be stacked, and um, that like everything was just put back away. Nothing was set up anymore, so they'd have to reset everything up. And this happened on several occasions. It wasn't just like a one-time thing. And see, and this would be like middle of the day pretty much yeah this isn't always at night so like when bobby lee's like i'm not going after midnight yeah. it doesn't matter ghosts don't <laughs> operate off of schedules <laughs> all right so so michael becker he's the vice president michael becker uh vice president of the comedy store there uh didn't believe in ghosts either he didn't believe in uh stuff like that and he it said it takes him about five minutes of being there one day to become a true believer he was in his office. This was in broad daylight, too. So, like he said, you know, and that's uh, like a common misconception anywhere. It's like, oh, ghosts only come out at night. Not true. This, like, right here, broad daylight. Well, I'll tell you my theory on it. I think I know I've mentioned before. It's because it's it's settled down. That's when they kind of move around. You know, when, when during the comedy show, you got hundreds of people coming in, and they're talking, and they're laughing, and they're drinking. I think, I think, my personal Nobody's going to notice activity. They're right. not going to notice activity. Spirits are going to be like. Because essentially people are walking through them, right? They're not going to like that. They're going to probably hang out against the walls or go like in another room by themselves and just be away from the crowd. Well, then the crowd the goes home. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Or they yeah, sit up on the rafters and watch the show. But then everyone leaves, no matter if it's one in the morning or one in the afternoon, they're like, okay, now I've got room to like wander around and do ghost stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no one's around besides you know Becker and maybe a couple other employees. Spirits are going to be walking around more more openly now because there's room. No one's walking right. through them. So he's standing outside his office, right? But of course, the dark helps with that. It does. It's just the, <laughs> the, the feeling. The feeling. Yeah. You know. So Mike's Mike's standing outside of his office. Sees this dude wearing like a 1940s tweed jacket. 
Hmm. Walk right past him and go into his office. Uh, he says his coworker was sitting across from him, went in to investigate to see who it was, and there was no one there. That's pretty good. Um, other than another coworker who was in the building uh, was using Michael's phone. Um, the coworker said he didn't see anyone walk in. So there was so the coworker I guess was in there on an important phone call. You know, Michael and a different coworker. So it's just the three of them in the building. See this dude in the jacket walk into Michael's office. They go to investigate. It's just the coworker that was already in there on the phone. And that's they said they, he didn't see anybody come in then, right? Nope. And oh. Michael says he says something went into the room, not someone. Oh, something in a jacket. <laughs> he yeah. He says he says something went into the room, okay. not someone. So he's not sure what it was, but that made him a believer. That, that yeah, that will do it. <laughs> so there's a couple, you know, comedians that you might know of that also used to be doormen. Uh, one of them being um, Joey Gaynor. Okay. He was a doorman. I'm going to look him up. I don't know who he is. He worked, he worked there for a little bit. Uh, there was one night he was closing up. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, he's on his way out and he sees on a table there's two candles that are lit. So he blows them out. And he goes back to doing his closing duties, getting ready to leave again, and turns and sees that those candles are lit up again. And so he's like, oh, this is weird. So he goes and blows them out again, thinking like maybe... The first time he blew him out, he just didn't blow him out all the way, and they relit. So he goes and blows him out again, and uh, he's going to leave again. And um, he says he feels the uh, the air becomes freezing cold around him, and you know the and the candles are lit up again. So the candles like relit themselves twice, and he he says, "Okay, stay lit then, goodbye." And he left. Um, he didn't want to hang around and find out what was happening. Um, there was another night where he was closing up and he went to turn off the lights backstage. And when he came out, all the chairs were piled up, just stacked mm. up in the middle of the room. And he said he never heard anyone come in and he didn't hear the chairs moving. He, he believed that someone could have, uh, he could not believe that someone had come in and, and done that in the five seconds it took him to go turn the lights right. off. And, um, and one of the different stories I heard of this is that when he was like, unstacking the chairs and like, like tidying up after this, uh, he felt like a cold hand on his shoulder and he was just like, you know, peace, I'm out. <laughs> and that's more like a poltergeist activity, right? Like yeah. chairs stacking themselves. Oh, and see, and I've, I've witnessed something similar to that with the tables that family tree moving on their own. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear them. They just did it. And it's the same thing. Like he didn't hear the chairs being stacked up or anyone moving around. He just goes backstage to turn off lights, come out and all the chairs are all of a sudden stacked up. It's kind of like that scene of poltergeist. Yeah. Where it pans away and it pans back, and all the chairs are stacked up on the table. Uh-huh. You don't hear it; it just it just happens. Makes you wonder if there's like time manipulation. It's creepy because right? it happens so fast. Or is there? It's like a hundred spirits at once that did it. You know, like or is there like one poltergeist with like super crazy supernatural powers that just like cartoons? It just happens so quick. It's just it's that stuff's unbelievable to me. So, who else we got? We got Blake Clark from. What a boy. <laughs> He's the Cajun guy. Fifty first dates says Bobby Boucher. Drew Barrymore's dad on fifty first dates. A lot of Adam Sandler movies. He's hilarious. But he worked there. Yes. He was also a doorman. Um and he didn't believe in ghosts either. Until he started having experiences. Uh one of the night he came into the main showroom to lock up and he heard a noise. He looked over on stage and a bar stool had like started to spin around and started just like moving about 20 feet across the stage. Uh, he says it wasn't an earthquake. Uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, there was nothing, there was no wind. There was nothing he could think of that would cause this bar stool to move 20 feet across the stage. That's crazy. And he um, just watched it. He just watched it just drag across yep. the stage untouched by a human. It said, he said it almost looked like the invisible man was sliding it across the stage. Wow. Uh, there was another night he was getting ready to leave and he heard someone playing the piano keys in the belly room. So I ran upstairs thinking someone was in there uh, or someone was locked in the room. Right. So he unlocks the room, opens it up. Noise stops. There's nobody in there. Wow. Right. So he turns to leave and the noise starts up again. He turned to look at the piano. There was no one there. You know, so um, he uh, there was another time. So some of these stories Blake and Joey did together. So there was one night Blake and Joey are there. And, uh, they were on the main stage and Joey started, Joey, this is Joey Gaynor, not Joey Diaz, Joey Gaynor. 
uh, started mentioning how there was a lot of strange stuff going on during the week. And Blake told him to quit antagonizing them. And Jory responded saying, hey, come on out. Come on out. Go show yourself. Come on. Where are you? And you just start calling him out like, you know, I know you're here. Where are you at? And then shortly after, an ashtray lifted up from a table nearby. And it floated several feet in the air and then just flew at Joey. Wow. And Joey ducked and the ashtray hit the wall behind him and just shattered into a bunch of pieces. Uh, First, Joey thought that Blake Clark had thrown the ashtray uh, Blake told him, he's like, no, nah, I came from a different part of the room. And that, uh, <laughs> that's when, well, that's when Joey Gaynor had realized it was the ghost that threw the ashtray at him. Probably stop provoking after that. Probably. <laughs> I'll drop uh, you on your head. <laughs> throw ashtrays at you. So Blake Clark, your head in the wall. Yeah. You don't mess with the ghosts. <laughs> Apparently at the comedy store, you don't want to mess with them. They'll throw ashtrays at you and move bar stools and hang you upside down and throw you in the ceiling. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that goes on there. I mean, this sounds more like poltergeist activity, right? Yeah. Than, than like normal spirit stuff. Besides the, I'm pretty sure there's like dancing. there's probably some ghosts there, but I think there's some dark stuff there. That's quite possible. It sounds like it, but you just don't experience it as much because again, if you go, you're going there in an environment where you're laughing and joking and talking, and it just doesn't. Yeah, you just kind of drown out that stuff. Speaking of dark stuff, Sam Kinison was on stage one time performing. Blake Clark. He's there, and he's in uh, a different room, and he hears these voices. He hears it getting louder and louder, and he goes to investigate, and he just hears it. It's him. It's him. It's him is what he's hearing, right? Okay. That's And then uh, it, it was almost like these spirits or this this disembodied voice was trying to get Sam to stop performing, probably because he yells. You know, Maybe it's the same guy that hung him upside down. We don't know. But I guess uh, Sam, they started messing with the lights and the sound system during Sam's set. And Sam, like, yells at the ghost and tells him to knock it off, basically. And then the lights, everything just went out. Hmm. That's the dark. Uh-huh. Oh, speaking of the dark. Yeah. Well, speak, and speaking of dark, Blake Clark says that he would, he would sometimes see a black mist going around, like, on the floor. Just kind of going around on the floor. So. Ooh. Yeah, I wonder what kind of darkness got brought into there when the yeah. mob was doing their shit just, uh, dark mist i have no idea any other stories about blake i do or... blake i do have i have some more with blake oh blake had a lot of stories so this dude's probably been there for a while um him and a co-worker one day they hear sounds coming out of the basement so the basement is supposed to be like the most haunted i was going to ask if this place had a basement because i yeah. bet you that oh yeah duh. the, the, the Cement, back door abortions Cement and bone abortions Cement, yep <laughs> he pays attention yeah like I do, usually. So they hear sounds in the basement. They go to investigate. They get down there. They see a padlocked gate that led into the basement. And it started bending outwards into the hallway, right? The gate? The gate did. Okay. It says it made this loud metallic noise. And it would go in and out several times. Almost like someone was on the inside of the gate, pushing on it, trying to get out. Or it's breathing. Or it's breathing. The gate was alive. Hmm. The sound of music. Um, there was another, Blake had another experience at the club. Oh, he was playing a game in a room near the kitchen. So he felt a presence watching him. And out of the corner of his eye, he saw a man dressed in a World War II brown bomber jacket. Interesting. He turned to talk to the man, and when he did, realized he could see right through him. Which is not normal, Right. And then, and then the man. Usually, you don't see three people. No, you don't see three. You don't. You just. You just don't. For some reason, they're not made of cellophane. That's a Chicago reference. Um, uh, The guy just faded away right in front of him. And then later that day, someone else saw that same man, the man in the bomber's jacket, on the third floor, in an office room, crouched on the floor, crying, and he was terrified. And then he just disappeared right in front of him. That's crazy. I have more. Do you want more? Of course I, I do. Yeah. That's good stuff. I, I like make this. sure I'm not rereading any of these. Because, you know, you think of those people, they're, in my opinion, pretty credible people. They're all actors and comedians that are famous. They don't need to try to tell ghost stories. You know, they're just, they're just sharing their experiences. This one is Blake and Joey Gaynor. Okay. Blake Clark and Joey Gaynor. Okay, so the author of the book said 
there's really nothing like negative there. She doesn't believe nothing like super evil. But the comedian got his head smashed. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the the basement is described to be very terrifying. Uh-huh. We've already talked about the gate in the basement. Because I was going to ask if there was a basement here. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I think there might be. Um, it, the basement's scary. People don't want to go down there by themselves. So Blake and Joey are just like, you know what? Let's do it. So they go down together. They're looking around, and they see a large dark figure in the corner, like seven feet tall. Hmm. And if you've seen me, I'm six foot five. That makes me look small. Yeah. Okay. Um, they said it was just floating in the corner, right? They, they, Joey is like, hey, what do you want? And nothing, no response. And then, and then I guess at one point it like kind of snaked upwards and then started coming like right at them. And they said they didn't like it, what, whatever it was. And they feel that the feeling was mutual. Whatever it was, didn't like them there. Uh, and then all of a sudden the figure just flew away and uh, they kind of freaked out a little bit and they ran out of the basement. I can and, see that. Uh, they they don't go back in the basement by themselves uh, at night anymore. <laughs> that would be really cool to go investigate that place. That would be like just probably just the basement. I don't part. think they do investigations there, but probably no. not unless you're ghost adventures. <laughs> yeah, they got a nice roast there from Jeff Ross. They did. You get more Blake Clark stories. I'm looking. I was hoping you guys would keep talking about Jake Ross. Jeff Ross? Jeff <laughs> yeah. Ross. What happened yeah, to Jeff Ross? Ghost Adventures did go there, and Jeff Ross was the MC at the Dave Chappelle show that we went to not too long ago, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise MC. Was that expecting him to be the MC? Yeah, that was pretty badass. And so Jeff Ross was on the Ghost Adventures. He didn't have any paranormal stories. He just said, I feel like there's some things here. But he did a nice roast on Zach, which was, which was pretty good, talking about... Are you sure you're a ghost investigator or do you work at Hot Topic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what community college do you need to drop out of to become a ghost hunter? <laughs> and there was a, he was wearing, Zach was wearing some type of hoodie with some weird shiny stuff on the sleeve. And he just roasting him for his, his outfit. There was like reflective tape on his shirt. This is <laughs> weird. That's everything. That's all the stories I have. And while Jeff Ross was telling a story how, a comedian had recently, oh, I don't know how recent, but had, had killed himself. And they, they were doing a memorial at the comedy store. In fact, that, that uh, comedian's name was Brody Stevens. And right when he mentioned Brody's name, the stage floor flickered the moment they said his name. Yeah, there's like a tube lighting that goes around like the, where the, like the floor the of the stage meets like the stand, basically. Yeah, where it drops off. Yeah. Maybe it's like a little border. It's like, like a little hey, comedian, overhang on the stage. Don't take an extra step. You'll fall off the stage. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's more what it is. Give a little bit of ambiance and then also, hey, don't make another step. <laughs> as soon as they said Brody Stevens' name, the, the light flickered. And then Jeff Ross mentioned how it was, it was probably Zach's hoodie that caused that <laughs> interruption <laughs> with electricity. Like he said about his glass. Look, look at those big old glasses. No wonder you see ghosts. <laughs> And so they do wonder if when they mentioned Brody Stevens' name and the light flickered, that might have been Brody kind of communicating. I did notice behind him they had, you know, the more lighting behind. And those were kind of flickering the whole time. And I don't think that was made to be flickering. So I don't know if there was faulty lighting or not. However, when they were investigating around the stage again, they mentioned Brody's name. Once again, the Ghost Adventures crew with, I don't know what, I've never seen the device before. I don't know if you guys have seen that device. It looked like some sort of spirit box. Sometimes, yeah, if you don't know what, maybe tell people what spirit box is if they're not sure. That's a box that talks to spirits. It talks to spirits? Yeah. It lit up. So I don't know if it was one of those ones that. Yeah, I don't know. Pulse. What are those ones that when you get well, close to it, they light up? I can't remember. Uh, the REM pod? Yes. It almost kind of had that type of feature to it, it seemed like. They had a lot of stuff going on. They had like uh, the paranormal puck going on at one point, though, spitting out random words. Um, this looked like you could see the audio waves. As it was recording, so you can kind of see with their stuff coming through. Yeah. But they were asking about, um, was it Brody? Yeah, Brody Stevens. They are asking about Brody, and they think they got an EVP. They, they, yeah. Aaron said something about, uh, do you know what's going on here? Right? And they think they got an EVP. It's hard to make out, but it was at the same time. So was it coincidental on both Aaron asking questions and 
Jeff Ross saying his name was a coincidence all these things happened? I don't know. Or is Brody Steven Spirit really there just kind of hanging out because he loved performing there and his friends are there? So, you know, it, make, it, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. So I... Hold on. I'm trying to find it. Do, do, do. So the... They did stuff. They did? Yeah. Those Ventures crew did some stuff. They did some stuff. Some investigating... It was a pretty good episode. If you guys have, haven't seen that, it's a pretty good episode. And if you guys are ever curious, like when we mentioned these devices, if you're ever interested, like what are these devices or how do I get these devices? In the description of the YouTube and the podcast, you know, we have our, our link tree. You click on that. It will take you to how to listen to the podcast, watch the YouTube. It's all there. Also, there's a link if you guys want to go and look at some of these devices or even shopping around. There's a store called Ghost Stop that we like to go to and you can – we buy a lot of our paranormal equipment there. Legit, you can go right, there. I bought all of my paranormal equipment. It's from Ghost Stop. Ex- yeah, exactly. So if there's a link there. You click on that link. You know, we get a little. It's our affiliate link, so it helps out our podcast. Shameless plug. It gives us a, an, an extra step to get our our ghost yacht. You know, so it's just, not a pre-recorded ad. We're just saying <laughs> this stuff while I'm finding. It's just saying there. If you're looking into paranormal equipment, click on our link tree. Click on Do the it. ghost hunting equipment stuff. You can find a lot of that stuff. There's there. actually several stuff I plan on buying here soon too. So. Um, but here's here's what they think uh, they got when they were mentioning Brody on Ghost Adventures. I understand. Can so you that's turn that up anymore? Probably. Yeah, try to get much louder. In fact, it'll be loud in our headphones, but it'll be probably a lot better for the listeners. Yeah, I think it sounds pretty clear to me that one. That's pretty. That's a pretty good one. So, like, like I said, for context, Aaron was asking, like, do you know what's going on here right now? And that's what came through on there. The thing says, I understand. Their spirit box, and uh, to give a more accurate description of what a spirit box is, not a box that just talks to spirits. It's basically you heard the. It's creating white noise. It scans through AM or FM frequencies and radio stations, and it creates this white noise that gives spirits an opportunity to like talk through that white noise. So when you get something like that, it's most likely actual spirit. Yeah, three or four syllables are coming through across multiple radio yeah. signals. Because every now and then you'll hear blips of like you'll actually get a radio station. Let's say you have a Faraday bag, which is supposed to block that stuff, but still give you the white noise. Um, but it's called yeah. a what? Faraday bag. I've never heard of that. No, me neither. I'm gonna <laughs> check that out. Is that at Ghost Stop? Yeah. So they can click on our link and look at this. Uh, Actually, there's a there's a seventy dollar device I plan on buying from Ghost Up, and I need to hit up my friend Dave at uh, Bear River Paranormal. Um, they they do usually do reviews on equipment on their podcast, the uh, BRP podcast, and I need to hit them up about this device. It's it you connect it to your SP7 spirit box, your SP11, whatever spirit box you're using. Ghost Up makes their own spirit box. Mm-hmm. Um, but you connect it to this device and it basically cuts out the white noise. So you're still getting the white noise. It's still creating but the white noise. But it's only going to... But it's only going to let you hear what the spirits are saying. Mm. So you're, you're kind of eliminating... I've heard of this thing. So yeah. it's like $70. It's the next thing on my list. But I want to get one of those and try it out. I need that. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, it's similar to what they kind of had going on here. They had some device hooked up to a spirit box. And Very it was actually cool. showing like the audio waves on it as they were recording, which is really cool. But yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> There's a couple of other. I mean, there was another EVP we didn't. Have, we don't have here because we can't find it. But where right away, as soon as they turn on the device, you hear Zach come through, and this is pretty clear. But we had we had, we had a couple more that uh, Beaker's going to play here from the show. Yes. Get so they had. Here. We'll do it right here. Yeah. So they're they're in the basement. They're investigating. They ask a question. I went too far. Hold on. Okay, you're probably going to hear more than you need to. Can you appear in front of us? Hello. 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 Yeah, that's pretty pretty clear. clear. (laughs) And this looked like um, kind of... did they say? Hell no. Hell no. Ah, Play it again. Let's listen. Let's listen. Okay, again, we're probably going to hear like 10 seconds more than we need to. But we're doing it. We're doing it live. It's directional. Can you appear in front of us? Hello. Hello. 
I hear hello. I hear yeah, hello. there's no end. I like the hell no, though. Yeah. Can you appear in front of us? Hell no. Hell no. Oh, hell no. I'm not your puppet. <laughs> I'm not your ghost puppet. Oh, no. hell no. Not these hot topic motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, we got to clip that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> Your dog's looking at us like, what's wrong with these fools? Yeah, right. And there's another one where, where uh, Aaron, he's like, all right, let me, let me try some of my stand-up. But my, my first show. Here we go. I'm going to do, do some stand-up up here. And anyway, Aaron does a little bit of a joke. You guys will hear it in a second. You'll hear the joke, and you'll hear a response to his joke. And this was on a bar stool. This was a, a voice recorder on a bar stool, a different part of the room. It's on the stage next to Aaron. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like somewhere off in the back. No, it's on the stage next to Aaron. Um, so this is the only thing that picked it up, though. None of their cameras or anything that are also in the room picked it up. So, uh, again, we're probably going to get a little bit more because I didn't clip these like I normally do. So, um, here we go. Mostly uh, as the digital recorder on the stool captures an EVP that sounds like a woman laughing at Aaron's terrible joke. How many jokes does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, Not nah, a poltergeist does it. Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it? Yeah, speaking of poltergeist, that's his joke, right? How many ghosts does it take to screw in a light bulb? He goes, none. A poltergeist does it. Zach's like, isn't a poltergeist a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was actually kind of my question when we were talking about poltergeist activity. That's kind of one of my things. Can I don't, I don't know. I don't know the definitions. Is is there a definition for poltergeist that distinguishes them against a, 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 a quote unquote regular ghost? It just it's more or less supposedly like German for noisy ghost. Oh, okay. That's what poltergeist means. Yeah, it's more like a, a ghost that is learned how to manipulate energy to move things and is just an asshole. Yeah, okay. pretty much. For me, a, a really great evening would be going to the comedy store, watching this awesome stand-up comic, and then afterwards investigate the comedy store. That'd be a really great evening for me. It's going to cost you a lot of hand jobs. I'm willing to do those handies. <laughs> <laughs> it's not penetrating you. It's not. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> nothing gay about that. <laughs> it's not gay if you get paid. <laughs> anyway, that is the comedy store in Los Angeles. Pretty interesting stuff going on around there, and I think I like this because everyone's stories that we just told you have a lot of credibility. I think behind them, they're not gaining anything from telling these stories because they're famous in their own rights already. Well, most people like at kind of first glance aren't going to believe some of these stories because they're comedians telling the stories. Right. They're like, Hey, where's this going? All right. They're right. thinking, where, Hey, where's, where's it going? I oh, think they're it? like saying a punchline or something, but no, this is like legit experiences yeah. that these people are having. So I thought this, I thought this was a good time. I thought I enjoyed researching this one. Do I know? was, I was surprised by a lot of it, by the way, doing all this research. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. I didn't know. Like uh, all of it. Um, I didn't even know what the comedy store was until you're like, let's do the comedy store. I'm like done. Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts with stand-up comedians, so I'm very familiar with it. So when I heard that this was potentially haunted, I was like, wait, what? I got to look into this. This is not what I think of when I think of the comedy store. And now it's all I think about. (laughs) You know, speaking of activity, Uh like we do, I sent you guys a text the other day while Uh I was at work. Like, y'all need to get down here with your equipment. We need to investigate. Yeah, you were... You were about crying. You're borderline I was, crying. I was like on the verge of tears because I didn't bring any paranormal equipment with me to work. I was Come like, on, I somebody, can't investigate. Somebody bring me some stuff, Somebody please. bring me. Yeah, I pretty much was. I even called Ghosty. I'm like, bring me your shit. And he's like, I can't. I'm on my way to a wedding. Yeah, uh, apparently that was more important <laughs> than, than, than your life. Than my life. I was, it was in danger. Well, tell, tell Will Robinson. Story. What are you talking about? So, I, so I'm at work. It's a little slow. We only have one truck in the bay. I'm taking a break. And I figured I'd start watching the Ghost Adventures episode. While you're working. While, while I'm on break, like I said. I'm on break. I'm taking a you know, 15-minute break. going to watch a little one bit of... One of your 10, 15-minute breaks. Yes. One of my many 15-minute breaks. Um, smoke break. That one was a smoke break. <laughs> so I'm like, going to watch a little bit of Ghost Adventures, uh-huh. the comedy story episode, right? See what this is all about. Uh-huh. Soon, as soon as I start watching it and start... Re- like, I'm researching stuff on my phone at the same time. I'm trying to multitask and get a bunch of information all at once. I hear like some of the empty chemical barrels we keep in my area. Uh It sounds like they're being pushed around. 
like moved around out in the receiving bay. Are you alone or how many people are there? So it's me and my coworker uh-huh. and then the truck driver. The truck driver's out in his truck, truck okay. taking a nap or trying to anyways. Um, and Petting me, his weasel. Pro- it's possible. I don't know what goes on in there. They, they close the curtain so I can't see. Um, they have blackout curtains. I know. Bastards. Anyway, so I'm hearing like barrels moving around. I'm hearing like buckets moving around. And I, I turn around and I go, hey, yo. And my coworker turns because, you know, I'm in the break room and he's in our little office. Uh-huh. And I can't see him right yet. So I just kind of lean forward. I don't see him. I'm like, hey, you in there? And he turns and he's like, yeah, no, I'm here. I'm like, you hearing this shit? And he's like, what? And then it starts up again and he starts hearing the noise too. Huh. The buckets and the barrels and stuff. And at, at some point I'm like wondering what the hell is this truck driver doing out there? Like, why is he messing with our stuff? Um. And then it gets to the point where we hear what sounds like our garbage can that's got wheels on the bottom. It's on one of those little platforms so they can wheel the garbage can around. It's, this is a big one of those like 30-gallon garbage cans, right? Uh-huh. Sounds like that's being wheeled through the receiving bay as well, but it's actually back in our storage where we keep it. And so we go outside and we're starting like, you know, I've, I've, I've looked twice. This is the second time I've gone and looked to see if there's someone out there messing around and stuff. And there's no one out there. And we're both hearing. So we're not, it's not just me hearing this stuff. Like we're both hearing this stuff getting moved around. Right. So we kind of go to look around and see what's going on shortly after we get out there and start kind of looking around to see like, you know, who's here, who's messing with us. Uh, the truck driver comes out of his truck. And this is what I thought was even more interesting. He's like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're just out here. Like, you know, checking on things and looking for ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Didn't say that at first. <laughs> But he's like, why are you guys pounding on the side of my door? Because, you know, usually, like, if a driver's in the back of their truck, they're sleeping. They get finished uh, unloading. And, and we wash the inside of the trailers because I work with the raw milk. Um, if they're in there sleeping, we go pound on the door to let them know they're done and they can leave. So he's in the middle of having his trailers washed. There's no reason for us to go pound on the door. But he says it sounds like someone's pounding on the door. He said at one point he even thought that I had turned on the uh, floor scrubbing machine that I have and thought I was running that into the side of his truck. And I'm like, no, dude, we just barely came out here. So that's why he actually got out of the truck is because he thought we were pounding on the truck and he was coming out to see. What are these weasels doing to my truck? (laughs) Right. He was wanting to know what the hell we were doing. And we we weren't doing anything. So all three of us that were in the building were having like, you know, me and my coworker shared experience. So the truck driver is having a completely different experience. All because you were looking into the comedy store. Hmm. Just huge coincidence. I think not. I, I just think it's interesting that this all started happening when I started looking into the comedy store. That is pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting. So uh, I was like calling you guys. I'm like, I need go. I need gear. <laughs> Come investigate my work. That's funny. <laughs> all right, pretty interesting. I think that was a fun topic. Thanks, you guys. This for was a good one. Indulging me. That was terrible. We should do it again. <laughs> All right, everybody, go see Don't Play That. Peace out, butterflies. Waka waka. This is the EVP Podcast.